Hello and welcome to the Sex Within Marriage podcast. My name is JD and I blog over at uncoveringintimacy.com. And today we're going to talk about whether marriage should or shouldn't be hard. I made a post on social media some time ago saying marriage is hard, divorce is hard, choose your hard. And someone asked me if I then disagreed with some other bloggers and podcasters who said that marriage is and should be easy for Christians. Uh, This post expands on what I wrote in response to that question, um, because there is a trend these days to water down Christianity and make it easy. in the times of the early church, you know, being a Christian meant persecution, possibly even death, and they still willingly took on that challenge. These days, people seem to want to make Christianity to be comfortable and easy. Uh, we see many churches that are more social clubs than ministries, many pastors who are eloquent speakers but not doers of the faith, and many teachers who scratch those itching ears by telling you that being a Christian should be easy and comfortable. And this reminds me of 2 Timothy 4, verses 3 to 5, where it says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers and will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. And we see some of this in things like this prosperity gospel, uh, but also elements of it bleeding into mainstream Christianity as well. Uh, Even if they claim to reject the prosperity gospel on the surface, aspects of it still infect their teaching. And in particular, I see this in the teaching about marriage. Some few are teaching that marriage is and should be easy. So in this post, we're going to tackle this uh, false teaching and explore why I think it's false and what that hard work is so that you can have a fantastic marriage, Uh, not because it's easy, but because the work is worth it. Now, I think anyone who tells you being a Christian is easy is trying to make themselves look good or trying to sell you something, Uh, which I think is a bit ironic because to me, it shows that they're not doing the work a Christian should. You know, it's not easy. It was never meant to be. Now, someone in my supporters group challenged this by saying that originally the plan was for it to be easy, but the fall made it hard. And I disagree. I think the fall was part of the plan. Uh, God didn't make a mistake and wasn't blindsided by it. He knew it would happen and he planned for its inevitability. Uh, And if you want to know more about that or argue about that part of it, uh, you can check out uh, a post that's my sermon called It's All Worth It. There's a link in the show notes. But let's take a look at some of the things the Bible says we can expect about following Christ. Uh, John 16 verse 33 says, you know, you will, in this world, you will have tribulation. Uh, 2 Timothy 3 verse 12 says that uh, all who desire to live godly in Jesus Christ will suffer persecution. Uh, Matthew 7, 13 to 14 says, you know, narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life and few will find it. Uh, James 1, 2-4 says that we will fall into various trials and that testing our faith produces patience. Uh, Romans 8, 35-37 says that we will see tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, swords. Um, it also says, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. 1 Peter 4, 12-13 says that we're going to have fiery trials 
to try us. Uh, we're going to partake in Christ's sufferings. Philippians 1 verse 29 says we're going to suffer for his sake. And these are just seven verses and passages that tell us that we should expect pain, suffering, persecution, difficulty, and more to follow Christ. And there are many more in Scripture echoing the same teaching. And of course, it's not that it's not worth it. It is. We will be victorious in the end. But even before that, we learn to live a life of joy and contentment, not because there is no suffering or hardships, but despite them. You know, Paul wrote in Philippians 4 verses 11 that I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. And this happens because Jesus says the world hates us. Uh, those with an easy life don't fight against the world. They become part of it and they follow it. You know, why would Satan attack them when he already has them? And throughout the Bible, marriage is used as a metaphor for our relationship with God, either corporately or individually. Um, from Isaiah to Hosea, parables to prophecy, uh, the Bible consistently links the relationship between husband and wife to the relationship between God and us. You know, Paul goes a step further and says that our marriages should follow the example of God's love for us. Ephesians 5 verse 25 says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Um, these verses don't depict an easy relationship, but rather one of sacrifice and even death. Of course, hopefully this death in your marriage is symbolic. You know, the death that we each, husbands and wives, uh, die is the death of self as we seek to let uh, Christ-like life replace the sinful parts of us. You know, Galatians 2 verse 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And as much as we'd like this to be a one-time thing, this is an ongoing process. You know, Luke 9, 23 says, uh, and if anyone desires to come after me, that is Jesus, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. So every day we seek to die so that we might live. Uh, 1 Peter 1 verse 7 says that the genuineness of your faith being more precious than gold that perishes through the test, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You know, this is a refinement process. And marriage is, I think, the best furnace to accomplish this in. And it's not a comfortable thing. As Paul writes when he's trying to become Christ-like himself, it is a constant battle of trying to do what is good and failing because the sinful part in us rises up. You know, Romans 7 verses 15 to 20, he writes this amazingly confusing paragraph where he says, you know, for what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree that the law is good. But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but not. But how to perform what is good I do not find. For the good that I will do, I do not do. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Now if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells in me. And and I love that passage. Uh, it is so confusing, but also so real. 
Uh, and this is where we find ourselves in marriage. You know, you have two people both trapped in a sinful nature, hopefully each trying to die to that nature daily and let Christ live in us, uh, knowing that we will fail every day, most hours and likely most minutes. And this gets both easier and more challenging the longer you know each other in different ways. Uh, if you read Paul's writings, you see a progression in him. He starts by feeling pretty good about himself, you know, good upbringing, pre- pedigree, behaviors, and then things begin to change. He builds a relationship with God instead of just following the rules. He starts to realize just how sinful he is. Uh, and the more he gets rid of sin, the more he finds. Ultimately, he claims that he is the worst sinner ever in 1 Timothy 1 verse 15. Um, his relationship with God gets better yet he sees more and more of a struggle with the sinful part of himself. And this is how our marriages go as well. When you just start, marriage is easy. You're high on honeymoon hormones, you know, nothing they can do is is wrong, and they see you in the same way. And then you get to know them, and they let their guard down. Uh, You get to know their habits, good and bad. You see more of their personality, again, good and bad, and you start to see their sinful nature. And they get to see yours. And now you have two sinful people who can't hide anymore because it's easy to hide for a few hours, maybe uh, maybe even days. But every moment of every day, you know, you can't keep that up. You may hide some of them, but not everything. And so you work on yourselves. You become a better person. You peel back the layers and get out of sinful behaviors. Hopefully, you reveal new ones because they are there. It's just a question of whether or not you're hiding them and willing to let them be seen. You know, Romans three verses 23 says for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Uh, It doesn't matter how much you work at it. There's still going to be more. Uh, One John one verse eight says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So in some ways, things get easier because you're clearing up a lot of the small stuff at the beginning. Uh, You learn to be less selfish and be kinder and more loving. But then you start digging into those sins that maybe have been around your entire life, the ones you're not ready to give up yet. Sometimes your spouse finds them before you want to see them. And that's hard, especially when it's something that hurts them. They also start to see those sins that you haven't been able to clear up yet that they've seen for a long time. Uh, Some might be small initially, but then they add up after decades. You know, marriage is about choosing to love them despite all that. Uh, Even when they aren't willing to tackle their sins, even when their sins hurt you, you keep loving them. As best as you can anyways. I mean, you've got your own sins getting in the way after all. And, And that is the hard work of marriage. It's not easy. It's a daily dying to self. And if it gets easy, that means you're coasting rather than doing the work. Now, ideally, you have a spouse that won't let you coast. You have someone who will tell you when they're hurt and why and ask you to be better. And then you must swallow your pride and do it. And that is hard. You know, marriage isn't easy because being Christ-like as a sinner isn't easy. It's not even possible. The best we can do is die to ourselves every day. And even that we don't do well. So the reward of marriage that you work hard at isn't an easy marriage. The reward is that you have someone to do the hard work with who will love you even when you fail, when the work is too hard and when you backslide. 
You know, it's the opportunity to love unconditionally and be loved unconditionally and learn what that means when God loves you unconditionally because that day-to-day expression of love is far more tangible in marriage sometimes than our relationship with God. And so your spouse becomes your oasis against that fight. Uh, it's the two of you against the world that hates you for being Christian, including your own sinful nature that fights against you. And that doesn't make it easy, but it is fantastic. Uh, because what worth doing was ever easy. Eventually, you no longer have to run from conflict or challenges if you do the work. You head towards them, knowing it will be challenging, it will be hard, uh, but also that you'll come out the other side stronger and better because you can't have a happy resolution without leaving some of your sinful part of you behind, without a part of you dying and Christ coming in to replace it. That difficulty in marriage, that hard part, is required for that growth and relational development. If you never had conflicts or struggles, you would be left with a shallow relationship that hasn't been tested and so does not know how much it can trust. You know, it's the difficulties that build the strength. It's the couples that I see who say, we never argue, we never had a struggle, we never had a challenge, marriage is easy. Those are the ones I worry about. Their relationships aren't growing because how do you grow without trials? Uh, Their relationships without vulnerability because how can you be vulnerable yet not share the sin in you? Uh, They are relationships that don't know about the war because they're so far behind enemy lines that they don't even see the battle anymore. And they'll tell you you're wrong because you have struggles. They'll tell you not to listen to me because I'm not qualified to speak about marriage. Uh, They'll tell you that it's not biblical to struggle, but won't offer any verses or ignore the vast majority that say, hey, Christian life is a struggle. And I would say, don't listen to them. Don't listen to me. You know, read your Bible and listen to it. But I think, yes, marriage is hard work. And I think it should be. My life is way better with my spouse than without it. Uh, It doesn't mean it's easy. Easy wasn't in the cards either way, but better doesn't always mean easy. Our relationship with our spouse mirrors this journey in our relationship with God. Just as marriage has challenges, so will our relationship with him. We will find conflicts, but also forgiveness and mercy. The only difference in that relationship is that he is always right and we always need compassion. In your marriage, you get to take turns. Or, more likely, neither of you is right, and both of you need compassion. But just as we find richness, growth, fulfillment in marriage, uh, we find the same things in our relationship with God. We gain a deep sense of purpose, peace, and joy in both. And when we acknowledge the reality of sin in our lives, we are humbled to accept grace and forgiveness. Our marriages allow us to practice this with someone else, to see the hurt and pain on their face when we sin. Whereas with God, we we know he's saddened, but we don't get to see it or feel it. And so marriage in its hardship, in those struggles, in the hurt and the pain, it teaches us about God. It gives us a tangible opportunity to become more Christ-like and experience forgiveness and healing daily from someone right there in front of us where we can see the love and acceptance on their face. So while we acknowledge the reality of sin in our lives, in our marriages, and in our relationship with God, at least our part of it, 
we should also embrace the abundance of grace, love, and mercy that we get from both God and our spouses acting as a proxy for him as they work to reflect his love as well. In this way, our weaknesses become opportunities for his strength to be made perfect. So have a hard marriage. I think it's good for you. <laughs>